to be ready for the return of Jesus, we must, according to Peter, be diligent to keep ourselves free from spots of this world and live in peace. In Second Peter chapter 3, verse 14, Peter says, Seeing ye look for the return of Jesus and the signs that come accompany the return of Jesus. Seeing that we look for these things, wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found by Jesus in peace without spot and blameless. In peace. You cannot be in peace if you are troubled about anything. If you are troubled about anything at this point in time, it shows that you have not settled it through prayer with God. You have not heard from God about that thing that you're troubled over. You have not sufficiently prayed and allowed God to show you what to do about it. If you, if Jesus returns at this second for the church, you might be one of the ones left here to go through the great tribulation. So you have to work and I have to work continually to keep ourselves in peace. And we do that through prayer. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I received an email from a woman who told me many problems that she was going through. And at the end of her email, she said, could you do a teaching on forgiveness? Well, I certainly could, but God told me what she needed to do was Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. She had let all of these cares and troubles of the past and present pile up without taking them to God. She even had Things that happened when she was a child she was concerned about. And she had not settled it with God. When I'm troubled about something, I turn to God in prayer with the situation and I let him establish my thoughts by the Holy Spirit. Because after you have prayed by faith and asked for help and committed the situation to God, he can reach you by the Holy Spirit by bringing to your attention a concept. Or he can bring a scripture to you. Or he could give you a dream to settle you on what to do. There was a woman in our church group. She'd been in our group for 39 years. And all of a sudden, she railed out against me and accused me of 
by, I had been correcting her for years, trying to get her to do the word of God. And she said it was like I'd thrown rocks at her. She was screaming at me so loudly over the phone that Pam Paget in the next room heard this woman screaming. I finally stopped her and said, let's get Pam on the extension so she can witness this. I had no idea Pam could hear it with the door closed, but she could. So Pam got on the extension. Well, for just a moment, this woman settled down. Then she began screaming at me again, even knowing Pam was on the extension. That's called being a railer. We have to put railers out of the church group. Well, she did leave us, and she has never come back. So I was very concerned. I said to God, if I have done wrong by this woman, you must let me know. You must let me know your view of this situation. I will not be able to do ministry, the ministry, again until I hear from you. That's how serious I was about it. I went to bed that night, and after I went to sleep, God gave me a dream. I opened the front door of my house, and someone had piled bags of garbage all the way down the front of my house. Their garbage. I felt that was God's view of this woman who railed at me. She stored up resentments against me. Let them stack up for years, and then she accused me of things that I couldn't even remember that were done years back. Her garbage. I felt God was assuring me this woman did this herself by failing to come to me when she felt she was offended by you. She did not handle it properly. Not only did she not come to me, she didn't go to God. If she had gone to God first with a pure heart, I believe she would have been straightened out. But as it was, she was turned over by God to a reprobate mind. I know she was. That's in Romans chapter 1. We're told that at the end of the chapter. You can't do it this way. You have to take care of every problem, turning to God, allowing him to establish your thoughts. Sometimes he will give me a dream to show me his thoughts. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will remind me of a scripture. And when I look at that, I see what to do in the situation. And sometimes there will be a concept, just a concept. In uh, March 2020, At the peak of the coronavirus, God brought me a concept, and it was this. Sell all of your old sound equipment and basically do it now. Well, you wouldn't think anything would sell in the peak of the coronavirus. We put, but we did this. I stopped Pam from whatever she was doing. She was uh, doing something, a blog or books or something. I said to her, stop everything and do this immediately. She knows how to deal with this computer thing. So she had gotten a website called AudioGone, G-O-N-E, AudioGone. And you can list high-level sound equipment on that 
on that website for sale. People buy through that website. So Pam had done that before, and she knew how to do it. I said, just stop everything you're doing and do this, because this is what I've heard from God. Everything we had sold, thousands of dollars came in. I think at least 13000 came in from our old sound equipment that had been stored up since 1950, uh, not, no, excuse me, 1990, the middle part of 1990. I had sound equipment stored up since then that I wasn't using. I changed to newer and better sound equipment as the electronics improved. Everything sold. See, God gave me a concept of what to do. So he could give you a simple concept. He could give you a dream. He could give you a scripture. How? Well, the concepts and the scriptures by just having the Holy Spirit bring it to your mind to show you. We had another thing that happened in 2020 that really surprised us. It was in June of 2020. I have quite a lot of pain. I'm 82 and I've broken uh, left hip twice. Both wrists have been broken in falls. I've been operated on twice for various breaks and there's just constant pain. Pam had mentioned maybe we could drive up in the mountains this fall and see the Aspens. We live in Colorado Springs at the foot of the Rocky Mountains right under Pikes Peak. It's probably a 15-minute drive to get to the mount, uh, into the mountain canyons. So I thought that would be wonderful, except I didn't tell Pam this. I just have almost constant pain, and when I ride in the car, it, it really was painful. She has a 17-year-old car, and I have a 25-year-old car. I was thinking one day about what she said, and I, I thought, well, I don't know if I could ride into the mountains, even though I'd like to. I thought about putting new seats in our two old cars, and I clearly heard, or you could just get a new car. Well, I said, yeah, I could. We, current, we sold that house in Texas, and we just had all that money sitting in the bank. I could get a new car. I'd never thought of getting a new car until that moment. I said to Pam, have you ever thought of getting a new car? That we could put both of our old cars up for sale and just buy a new car. She said, well, no, I hadn't thought of that. So she began praying. And she told God in prayer, I, I wouldn't even know where to start to look for a car. I don't know how to do this. Well, I was praying, and we didn't. it's not that we pray together. We're in our separate rooms praying. And I was praying at the same time, if we're supposed to change cars, please show me. So two or three weeks probably went by, and Pam praying rather constantly about this subject. I prayed from time to time about the subject. Should we do this? One night I had a dream. And in the dream, I bought a new car. The very next morning, Pam came into my room and I said, I didn't want to tell her this dream. I didn't want to put any pressure on Pam to have to maybe do anything. But I 
realized I had to tell her. So I said to Pam, Pam, have you, um, I had a dream last night. I've got to tell you about it. In this dream, I bought a new car. And she was really taken by this dream. So was I. I said, all right, what time can you go today to look at cars? And she said, I can, I'll be ready by 1230. So I said, well, so will I. I looked up various cars on the internet and got pictures of ones that we might be interested in and showed them to her. There were a few requirements we had. Uh, she has two very big dogs and we had to have an SUV so they would have a place to ride. We had to try to get a car which I could ride in and be comfortable enough for short trips and a car that she would feel comfortable driving in ice and snow and on mountain roads. So those were our criteria. We went to look at cars at 12.30. By the end of the day, we had bought a car based on those criteria. We had plenty of money to pay cash for the car, and we did pay cash that day, writing out a check for the car that day. Because I followed God in selling the house in Texas. Again, that was a concept. At the peak of the coronavirus, my house in Texas, where I'd moved from, still had not sold. It had been on the market a year and a half and had not sold. So in the peak of the coronavirus in March 2020, I said to God, is there anything you want me to do about that house in Texas? And I clearly had this concept Reduce the price of the house. Do a special sale for one week only. Reducing the price of the house. I did not ask God how. I mean, he didn't tell me how much to reduce it by. I reduced it by $50,000. It sold in two days. So when the house closed in May, May 15th, we had plenty of money in June to buy the car and lots of money left over. So see, follow the concepts of God. God leads, once again, he leads us by scripture, bringing scripture to our mind, or you'll be reading the Bible and that scripture just jumps out at you and you don't want to read past it. You just keep hung up on it. That's a message for you. So pay attention. He leads us by scripture. He leads us by dreams. He leads us by just bringing a concept to our minds. But we are not supposed to be careful about anything. We're supposed to take everything to God in prayer, which I really try to do. I can tell you right now, I have no concern about anything in the future that might happen because when those concerns have come, I have turned to God with the concerns and made my requests meant known to God, just like it says to do here. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If the thing tries to return to trouble me, I will pray again about it. Just it doesn't matter to me how many times I pray. Every time you are troubled and fearful, you turn to God in prayer. Now, what does this do? It connects us to God. It connects us. 
It keeps us connected to God. It fulfills what Peter said, and that is, be sure, be diligent, that you be found by Jesus when he returns, that you be found in peace, without spot and blameless. And that's exactly what this prayer does. So if we look at the scripture where Jesus talks about the thing that's coming, which is the great tribulation, Jesus says, Watch ye therefore and pray always. Those two things. Watch what you are doing. Be sure you have prayed about it and pray about everything that troubles you. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Luke 21, 36. Concerning the Great Tribulation, Luke 21, verse 25. Jesus says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Before Jesus comes, that's exactly what will happen. The powers of heaven will be shaken. And then Jesus says in verse 27, And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. To be ready for this, we keep ourselves in peace continually. So if he came today, we're going to be found in peace without spot and blameless. And we can only do it through prayer. Prayer connects us to God when we pray by faith and when we react by faith in doing that which we feel God is leading us to do. How do we know if the wisdom's from God? The devil can imitate him. Well, James 3.17 tells us how to recognize the wisdom that is from God. It's pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. Easy. It's nearly always, it's, well, I say every time I judge by that. Is it easy to be entreated? Well, in the case of the car, yes, it was. We had plenty of money to pay for that car, to pay cash for it, and still had savings left over. That's easy to be entreated. If it had been, if we had to go in debt for it, no, I wouldn't do it. No, I will not go in debt because God has shown me stay out of debt. And I've done that since 1975, since I've been born again. And it's just a way of life God has shown me to live. So if something conflicts with the way of life that God has shown me, then I'm not going to do it. So it has to be easy to be entreated. Another thing about the wisdom from God is it's not difficult. It's easy. It's not complex and overwhelming. It's something that you can do easily. When God told me to 
write books. I found that on Amazon, we didn't have to pay anything to write these books. We got a royalty. Secondly, there was no censor. I mean, I cannot work with anyone trying to stop me from saying what I believe is from God. I wouldn't put myself in that position. When we started podcasts, we found that, you know, how much podcasts cost us to do? $100 a year. A year. That's just incredible to me. Radio costs a lot. And it's only broadcast in that one city, the area of that one radio station. Podcast goes all over the world. And it costs $100 a year to be with our podcast host. It's incredible. Is it easy to be entreated? Yes. Very. I was considering going back on radio at the time Pam had a word brought to her podcast. That was in January 2020. I was considering going back on radio at that same time. Radio is expensive. When I was on radio in 1980 through 84, one of my stations, just one of them in New York City, well, it was outside over at New Jersey, one station that covered the New York City area cost $2,400 a month, a month. That would be very hard, a very hard yoke for this point in time. The blog costs nothing, and it goes all over the world. The books cost nothing to publish, and they go all over the world through Amazon's free book program, free ebook program. We publish in both paperback and ebook, and it goes all over the world. And now there are the podcasts, which cost us $100 a year. So you see, God's leading. Fifth James chapter 3, verse 17. Now, if there's any hypocrisy in the plan you've got, you can know immediately you don't have the plan that's from God because his wisdom is without hypocrisy. You'll have to read James three seventeen. If you are in any form of envy or strife, there will be confusion and every evil work. So you will have to turn to God first and get free from envy and strife, which you do by basically praying. Psalm 51, I think verse 10, created me, created me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. I've prayed that many times. So these things make us ready, keep us ready for the return of Jesus. We print out these scriptures so you can see them in writing. We print them out on our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. So you can go to that blog and on the right-hand side of the home page, you will see podcast. Click on that and bring up today's broadcast. You can see all of these writings on that uh, printed material on that podcast. Jesus Ministries Exhortations is the name of the blog. 
Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.